0: People are looking for someone to save them and a guru, and it doesn't exist. It just, uh, and we're out of the guru culture. There was a guru culture for probably the past 50 years. We're out of it. We're done. You can, like you said, you can do Tara Brock or you can do Joe Dispenza. You could, you know, even though there's a lot of flack on him, you could do a little Tony Robbins because some some of the stuff that he does does work for you. Or you can do yoga and you can sit in shavasana for an hour. You're in control of what you need and knowing what you need is the real, you know, is the real gift in all of this.
1: Hello and welcome to episode number two of the WooCast, where we talk about all things weird and woo. My name is Mackie
2: and I'm Juliet
1: and we have an amazing episode for you with our first guest Reagan Tilton. Reagan's a Reiki master, tarot card reader, and intuitive. Her healing journey officially began in 2015 after her kundalini awakening and she has since dedicated her life to being a spiritual teacher. We discuss what tools are out there to support your spiritual growth and which ones are right for you. Other topics we cover include twin flames, The divine feminine, and which meditation is right for you. So, without further ado, I present to you our conversation with Reagan Tilton. All right, and welcome to episode number two of the WooCast.
2: We are naming this episode What is in your spiritual toolbox, and I am so excited to have our first guest on the show, Reagan Tilton, and she is my ideal first guest. She is, I would call her a mentor to me, an incredible spiritual teacher in Philadelphia, and welcome, Reagan. Hi, guys. So happy to have you on here. Yeah. Um, we haven't known each other that long, but you are one of those people that I had to know. I remember meeting you for the first time and I was in Athleta doing an event and you were there shopping for clothes and you were prancing around outside the dressing room in all these different outfits and you just display this level of confidence and how do you just have a lot of just big like gold energy around you? That's the only way I can describe it. And you also oh, had you. a piece of jewelry that I almost stole from you. <laughs> <laughs> you had this beautiful crystal bolero, which I didn't even know what that was, and uh, I have been searching for it on Etsy ever since.
0: <laughs> I like I said, so I please found let the me girl. Know when you find it. <laughs> Yes, I, I will stalk you that woman down. Yeah, I found the girl. She won't answer my DMs. I'm going to try and stalk her in her comment section. <laughs>
2: she's, she's
0: scared of you. <laughs> she's like, who is
2: this woman that wants my bolero? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So going back to meeting you for the first time, my first impression of you, aside from your amazing jewelry taste <laughs> was just, like I said, this bigger than life energy. And like, you just were commanding the dressing room. <laughs> I remember you were coming out and you were like prancing around in all the outfits and you were just like feeling yourself. And I'll, I, I just appreciate that so much. You definitely have like a lot of powerful, like femininity to you. And, uh, Gabby, who, uh, I was with, she's, she and I, I worked together at Unite, she was saying, she's like, Oh, I, I know Reagan, she does tarot readings and, and astrology readings. And I was like, oh, well, now I really need to know who this person is. So I ended up getting a reading from you. And then I don't know, you know, when you just meet people and you just feel like the conversation flows and it's just so easy. Yeah. That, that's how I felt when I met you. I feel and, like we
0: have like a sister vibe. Yeah, we, totally. Yeah. There's people in my life where I have. And I kind of have mom energy too, even though I'm not a mom. I kind uh-huh. of have mom energy, I think too. It's just, um, I'm maternal and feminine. However, backtracking, I always thought that I was really masculine because I like Mm. was tough, you know, and then to find out I have this very, I had this very unbalanced feminine energy. And, and as I've grown healthy in my spirituality, I've really embraced that feminine energy, which you saw, you know, like you really saw the true, the true me that day.
2: That is really interesting you say that because I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I feel like I've had a very, very unbalanced, like masculine, feminine energy. And, you know, the masculine is all about like the workhorse and pushing and, you know, dominance and even the way I'm saying it, you know, yes. <laughs> it's definitely like you can ask Mackie, like I am just like super intense and uh, d- was very disconnected from like a softer energy energy. And now that I am, you know, going through my own spiritual awakening and kind of moving into a different phase of my life, I all you know I've been having dreams about lately are like lesbian dreams. And <laughs> it's really interesting because there it's, it's, it has nothing to do with my sexuality, my preference. You know, yeah, it's it has to do with the divine feminine. Yes. And I think, you know. I had, to, I told you this. And by the way, guys, Reagan and I both are, we don't censor ourselves. So, you know, <laughs> we're going to, it's going to be TMI all the way. But, um, you know, I had, a I basically had a dream, you know, just a, in a nutshell where there are like two vaginas just like staring at me and like, they were like merging together. And, um, that to me was just like a message saying like, you have to
0: embrace more of your divine feminine a hundred percent it was it was facing it was like, see the beauty, face it, don't shut, turn away from it, look at it you know and that's the thing that happens to a lot of women. Over years of of being, um, you know, like there's a lot of women in relationships, heterosexual um, moms who can't even look at their own vagina, let alone, you know, and then shun the beauty or not feel beautiful. And so what I think that for you, it's just like face this. I want you to see it. I want you to see all of it in order for you to embrace femininity. And once you do that, you'll be able to balance out your masculine and your feminine energies together. But again... There, there's a part of misogyny with it, too. Do you know what I mean? There's a part of, of the patriarchy and the misogyny within ourselves, even as women that that turn away from that kind of stuff. And so you're getting very clear messages over embracing that part.
2: Yeah. I came out of that dream and I was like, Mackie, power of the pussy. Yeah. And he, was, he was like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> it's true. But- but it's true. Yeah. All right. So that's how we that's how we met. That's how we connected and I just appreciate you. I've been looking to you as a mentor in ways of just helping me kind of figure out where I'm going with my own spiritual journey since I am so new to it in a, mm-hmm. in a sense in actually like following up, you know, the path. And I know I've, I've, you know, I've been kind of picking your brain a little bit about, you know, what route do does, does one go when it comes to uh, picking a practice or, you know, for you, you know, with your, your tarot and astrology and Reiki. Um, but so one of my first questions for you is when and what was your spiritual awakening? <laughs>
0: So, um, my spiritual awakening was, um, you could have them in different ways. Mine was, and you know, everyone's story is going to be completely different than my own. Um, so don't think that, you know, anyone's has to follow my own, whoever's listening to this, but mine was called it what you would call like a Kundalini awakening. And I'm sure you've heard this phrase before. I'm sure people have heard of Kundalini yoga. Um, but it's also connected to the, the Kundalini, you know, awakening, which was a, mine was from sex with what I would call my twin flame. Um, which would be like my divine partner on this earth, whether or not we'll ever be together um, is to, you know, to be determined. Um, but he, but our, you know, it was, it, the twin flame is like your mirror self. So you meet someone who's very similar to yourself and you love them so much, but you also hate them so much and it makes you pick apart yourself. So that mm. was meeting my, that my meeting me you know, outside of me, because we sit there and we have these conversations and dialogues with ourselves, but we never make a change. And so I think the universe throws us a curveball and it's like, here, I'm going to send you someone who's exactly like yourself and maybe you'll listen to them. So, um, that, you know, set off my Kundalini awakening, which was probably my spiritual awakening was dulled for probably, uh, most of my life through, um, insecurity until my, like, you know, 19, until I was like 19, 20, from my 20, all of my 20s, my ex-husband, not him, but just being depressed in a marriage, not knowing what it was. And then my 30s, uh, beginning of my 30s, because I have my spiritual awakening at 34, I'll be, I'm, I'll be 40 at the end of the year, um, with drugs, alcohol, drinking, sex, promiscuity, um, too much working, all mm-hmm. those things. So, um, it really was a, 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 you know, 34 years of pent-up energy. And they say that the Kundalini awakening is, When you, um, there's two snakes at the base of your spine, which would be at your root chakra. And when the Kundalini, uh, awakens that the two serpents go up, you know, your spine and weave in and out of each other. Just like that thing that you see at a doctor's office. I think it's called a Cassidius or whatever. It's those two snakes that, you know, intertwine, um, And so they they open up your chakras, your root chakra, your, uh, your sacral, your solar plexus, your heart, your throat, your third eye and your crown. And so you begin to become way more sensitive. You begin to want to reclaim your innocence. You want to reclaim your divinity. You want to find why you're here. You're open up to your passion. Now, some people awaken that over time. In my case, I was not lucky to awaken that over time. It was, you know, within a matter of weeks and months that I had to do all of this work. And I'm still continuing to do the work, but it was overwhelming at the moment.
2: And so did you have some sort of like feeling was there like a defining moment was it like in the middle of an orgasm like I'm just so cute, or was it did you wake up one day or it was just kind of like little by little in a short period I'm so curious about that part so for
0: me it was probably like the best sex I've ever had in my whole entire life um and then but that wasn't truly it it was the like I would call it like aftershocks after and it was like electric in your body Um, On top of like visuals, you know, that I've never seen before, like incredibly psychic, more psychic than I am now, like very much more clear at the moment, much more clear messages. Um, It was crying. It was yearning to, and I don't say this in a, you know, a a suicidal ideology, but yearning to go home, Mm. um, which is like to God or to, you know, not in a sense of you want to hurt yourself, but you're like, where is home? Where is divinity? Where is, and wanting to connect with my family more too, like my relationship with my family, you know, improved tenfold. Who was I as a child? Where did I lose my innocence? Um, unconditional love um and i know that that's we are unconditional love even though we don't know it until the day that we know it but i opened up to unconditional love i can i you know had it was all these different things i i i i I mourned for myself for the things that i did to myself and how i treated myself poorly for the first 34 years of my life um it's all these and i'm sure that you can relate to some of these you know over time for me it was really that that like almost like you know shake up in my life that I had. So it was over time, but also just a lot of emotional, um,
1: did, did you have a, uh, did you have like a mentor or someone to kind of like guide you from, you know, point A to point B?
0: Um, for the beginning of everything I had, um, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. So, sorry, for the beginning of everything, I had um I I did consult mediums because that's what I had in my toolbox at the time. Um so I knew a medium and I would use like oracle cards on myself. Um and that was Probably from, you know, for six, the first six months. And after that six months, it was very quick. I found Reiki and Tarot and my healer. So it didn't take me long. A lot of people sit in in these really tough spots um, without tools or without mentors. And I got really lucky in that department.
1: Yeah, that's really great. I mean, I can imagine, you know, you have all these intense emotions and intense feelings and not knowing where to, to, to turn and not know where to, to channel all that energy.
0: Yeah, it was really hard. And, and when I first started this, um, my business, you know, in 2016, my my biggest thing for me was that I needed a me for me at that time. And there wasn't a me for me. And I wanted to be that person for other people, whether it was paying for my services or just me being open about my experience
2: yeah I think a lot of people are going through awakenings right now, and it may not be you know as severe as yours in in the sense that it was just so much at one pivotal point um, but I do think a lot of people are having intense emotional responses right now, especially with the world being shut down for them in certain ways where they've had to face themselves and kind of go go inward for the first time. And I'm sure you've seen a lot more. I, I know this for a fact that a lot more people have been reaching out to you for readings and for guidance.
0: Oh, for sure. And it's, um, you know, and you know this, cause you've had yours, you know, way sooner than a, before the pandemic, you know, the pandemic has brought out a lot of collective, hard, dark energy in people that I've been feeling for a long time. And you've been feeling it a lot longer before, you know, before the pandemic as well, but this is throwing it in people's faces, what people who've already been enlightened or, or, you know, I wouldn't want to use the word woke, but had their spiritual awakening. Um, part of the spiritual awakening is is channeling collective energy as well, and um that's heavy you know that's heavy and I think people are are, are starting to understand what people who are sensitive and empathetic and compassionate and sympathetic and um, psychic and um, you know do this kind of spiritual work are experiencing right now
2: yeah yeah for sure um, and it's amazing that you are a resource for people because
0: people need that more now more than ever
2: yeah the, so you the- go through Sorry to interrupt.
0: Oh, I, mean, I was just going to say one thing real quick. The, the Kundalini awakening, you know, it, there are some ups and downs, but it's followed by something what people would call the dark night of the soul. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you guys know that either, but I feel like collectively our world's going through that right now, but I'm sure you
2: 100. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. And so that's something, you know, if, if people want to look that up, it's there's. Plenty of information all over for the dark night of the soul.
2: Really? It's interesting how you're talking about this twin flame relationship, bringing that out in you and having the dark night of the soul, because, uh, you know, similarly, um, right before I moved to Philadelphia, the relationship that I was in before Mackie was with a twin flame. And it was the shortest relationship I'd ever had in terms, you know, of it was only about a year long, but it was the most intense Emotionally, from the start to the finish. And it basically shook my entire foundation. Mm-hmm. And that's where I started, you know, more of my self esteem went from it was, I wouldn't say it was an all time high before our relationship, but I had been working on myself. And that was the first time that I started really going to the gym. And I, you know, I got my personal trainer certification and I felt really good in my body. Like I was getting strong and you know, the beginning of something like that, you always feel really good about yourself. And then meeting this person who it really was like, you know, we were the same astrological sign. um, And it was really like a mirror for me in terms of his criticism and his, in his, you know, shadow side. And we were, it was such a intense relationship emotionally, but really, really dark and, and bad and put me into a place of, severe depression and hopelessness. And that's when I developed like an eating disorder and, you know, really was, I had body dysmorphia at the time and then ended up running away to Philadelphia and having a complete dark night of the soul where for two years after that relationship, I was celibate and did yoga every day and tried to work on myself. That was like, it's funny that you say that your twin flame had, I had one of my, I think there's many awakenings. I don't think it's like you have one awakening totally. and then, you know, th- and that was like one of my, that was my first awakening into looking at myself and reclaiming certain parts of myself that I had lost through a lot of trauma, like losing my dad and stuff, and then just transferring some of that energy into other people and meeting him meeting a twin flame, kind of just literally
0: threw it all up into flames, you know? Yeah, if there's darkness in you, you will experience over and over again a digging up of the darkness. You know, there's like that Mary Shelley Coke a quote where it's like someone gave me a box of darkness i didn't know that it was a gift at the time you know mm-hmm. and it just digs it, you keep digging it and and I, I agree people have multiple ones over time again the universe and i always say like the universe if the universe does this to you it means it loves you because it doesn't want it, it to sit latent in you some people sit for their whole lives with latent dark energy in the corners in their hips in their spine in their you know shoulders you know it, you know it's it's metaphysical and it's physical you know and so for, for me, I always say like you've, I just, I made a pact with the universe to keep digging the stuff out of me in order to clear myself and be a, a, a light being, you know?
2: Yeah. And are you somebody that had a lot of personal trauma when you were young that you transmuted or I'm curious I, about that?
0: I think I had, um, I, my parents are wonderful, you know, um, I, they're wonderful, wonderful humans. They were really young when they had it. So a lot of, you know, we, we grew up learning stuff together. So would you, would I call that trauma? Yes and no, you know, like there was a lot of stuff that we had to learn together, but were they like, they were so attentive and loving. Like we say, I love you. We hug and kiss. We see each other all the time. So I have that. However, um, I think as I, I was over-sexualized very early because I was very had a very mature body. And I think that like people don't talk about this, but I'm sure as people listening can relate. So I was over-sexualized not by my family members, but by, you know, community Or, you know, I went to a Catholic school, Um, you know, Catholic schools can kind of do a lot of weird things to people, too, um, just by the teachings and stuff like that. And then I was also overweight, you know, I had an older brother. So, I you know, I didn't have a lot of feminine energy. My parents worked a lot. So, um, you know, I feel like I had to, you know, get very masculine, be very hard. And I also felt ugly. And then my adult. My adult life was more full of trauma, um, depression, uh, body images, eating disorder, but like low-grade eating. I mean, as, if anything's low-grade, but definitely always uh, a funky... I think everybody
2: has disordered eating in this country.
0: Yeah, of course. An a, a, a unhealthy relationship with food, whether it's binging or purging. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, divorce, depression, mental health runs in my dad's. side. I got really lucky because my dad um, did, uh, even though he didn't do it as like a, you know, as, you know, something that he thought he was doing, but he broke the cycle in our family. And so my brother and I got really lucky um, with being able to have a parent and my mom pretty much too. like my mom and dad both broke the cycle in their family, which I think a lot of people are doing right now. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of our generation is breaking the cycle. And so they're, they're, you're, you know, cutting loose all of the generational and ancestral trauma. My parents did that. My dad cleaned up all of the mental health stuff that was in his family, the, you know, any of the addictions that went on in his side. And he, you know, he did it for us. My mom did it on her side. And so I got really lucky to be, and that's why I'm so open. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not wrestling with disappointing my family at all. I've always been uh, they've always been proud of ever everything. I could, you know, come home, you know, half naked and be like, we like your skirt. It's so pretty. And it could, I it could show my vagina, you know, like they would just, <laughs> they just want me to be so happy. Um, you know, and safe, you I know?
2: love that. Yeah. Okay. Mackie, qu- any more questions about the spiritual awakening?
1: Um, no, I mean, it's sounds amazing.
2: You used the word Kundalini the other day and I never heard you use that word ever.
1: i i used it uh you know after uh our our shaman in sedona taught us about it
2: yeah well he was talking about the kundalini energy that was actually in the rocks and in in the vortex of some of the mountaintops of sedona
0: yes and again yeah it's it's if kundalini energy is anywhere and again like i said it's two serpents at the base of your spine this is kind of like from hindu culture so you know and um at the base of your spine that you know crack open and you know it's like um you know, they, they slither up your, your, your spine, you know, and, and open up all your chakras. It's amazing. Sounds crazy. So
2: shortly, it sounds like, it sounds amazing yeah. <laughs> to me. I'm like, sounds like an amazing ride. Let's go on it. Well, think um, about
0: it too, for tarot on the, on the two of cups, that is the, the two of cups is the twin flame card. And you know, cause you took my tower class and there's the, there's the kundalini energy on that card
2: oh i have an idea don't let me forget about it in in this episode um i think i thought we could both shuffle our decks and each pick a card and then you could let the audience know what the cards are that we each pick yeah we'll give the we'll give the audience a reading with two cards i love it i love (laughs) it
1: three there's three of us oh
2: there's three of us oh mackie can't be left out we have to do three we'll let reagan pick two i'll pick one perfect (laughs) or you can let the cat pick one mackie if you want (laughs) We'll
0: Um, we'll have mackie pick one we'll all pick one
2: well, I'll pick one. there we go. Sorry, I didn't mean to leave you out, babe. You're a great it's co-host.
0: Okay.
1: It's okay.
2: <laughs> okay, so so now I'm interested in the process and where how you sort of started developing different tools uh, over these years once you had that awakening with the twin flame and you kind of cracked you open and you said you, you know, you tarot, Reiki, how did that all come to be over the, you know, I guess the last six
0: years, right? Four years, four or five years. That's a yeah. Four? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, for, well, it's been five and a half since my my kundalini awakening. So, it, it, honestly, if you listen to if you listen to the universe, and this is like the hermit energy, you know, I went through that dark night of the soul, and um, I was honestly at my lowest, which was probably from mid. 2015 to the end of 2015 um I went through the dark night of the soul and um I honestly the only thing that would get me out of bed is I pretended that the sun w- w- came out for me y- you had to get I and if I saw a number on my phone I was like oh what does that mean 818 what does that mean you know what I mean like I thought I had to think that something so I literally just had to like I had to say like you know a fl- I saw a flower and that flower bloomed for me like I it was really bad for me and um I, had, and also I'd been through a breakup so that my twin flame had decided he didn't want to be with me anymore. And he decided he wanted to be with someone else. And, you know, to me, she was prettier and skinnier and richer and better than me. And so that's also, you know, brings out a lot in yourself. And um, mm-hmm. so it took me a few months to get through that, the crying and the sad and the, and, uh, I had, uh, after, you know, he, he had broken up with me, I ignored everything that he te- he texted me still. And I kept ignoring him and, um, you know, cause your twin flame so symbolic and I knew what he was. See, I knew what he was when I, I knew what he was when I met him. I said, mm-hmm. I, t- I text, um, I Googled when I met him, what does it mean when you, oh, this is how I knew it was my twin flame. And this is how I knew it was. I was on to something. I knew this wasn't going to, this was going to change my life. It just hurt. Um, and I said, I had Googled, what does it mean when you go home to someone? Because it's how, you know, electric the connection was. However, I knew it was something larger. It said, I, you know, you'd met your twin flame, which I knew. So I knew it was going to be something that was going to, sh- you know, shake up my life. Um, so I, I, I had some few spiritual friends who would not, who didn't kind of, uh, laugh at my experience or, you know, kind of helped guide me a little bit. But, um, I I kind of had a little bit of contact with my twin flame. I tried to ignore him as much as possible, but on January 1st, 2016, you know, the day we all make resolutions, you know, he contacted Mm -hmm. me to say he was sorry. And he had broke up with the girl that he left me for. And I literally texted my one girlfriend who's very spiritual. And I said to her, I'm not texting him back until I do something that changes my life. And she said, sign up for Reiki. And so I was like, I don't even know what Reiki is. And she said, just do it. So I found a Reiki school, signed up for January 1st, 2016. And my life changed after that completely. Wow.
2: Mm -hmm. That's incredible. I signed up last night for my first Reiki training. (laughs) You'll, you'll
0: You'll love Amber. She's wonderful.
2: Very excited. So, so, okay. Quick question about the twin flame thing. Yeah. And I want to do an episode on twin flame. So we'll probably have you back on. Cause I, you're definitely an expert on this at this point. It's, 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 <laughs> You've had a lot of experience with it. Fascinating. Um, it is fascinating. Just uh, is a twin flame. Do, is that someone that you have that your souls have connected on a, you know, in another timeline, like in another light, in another lifetime, is there a quick kind of description
0: um, of that? They say it, it's, they say it's, you know, they say, and I, and I believe that it's uh, two soul, one soul up in like heaven or whatever you believe in, in the ether, in the universe and the cosmos. And it splits into two and comes down to earth to reincarnate, to find each other, to fulfill spiritual, wow. you know, spiritual lessons or, or, um, you know, tasks.
2: Well, that's not, that's really, that's, <laughs> that's intense. intense. <laughs> and I'm, so, the, so then does that means there can only be one twin flame? Like for,
0: you know, I'm open anymore. I used to be like one twin flame. You have to be together. If you're not together, you failed. And now I'm just like, I, I don't even know, you know what I mean? But from what I can see, there's one, you don't have to end up with them. You just have to make sure that you, you know wake up you know have integrity um help other people um help the world heal yourself um that kind of thing and and, and acknowledge your um impact on the world yeah
1: for my sake, I hope Juliet doesn't end up with her twin flame.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been there,
2: been there, done that. The door is closed. <laughs> the door, we, I think the, the one year we we found each other and we, we did the work we needed to do, which was, I think both of us cracked open in the ways that we needed to crack open so that we could go along on our path,
0: you know? Yeah, mine hasn't cracked yet. So I'm working on that. <laughs>
2: Yeah, actually, I can't really speak to mine because we haven't spoken in, you know, that many years. But um, but I hope that he, that maybe he's found himself a little bit more. Yeah. So you do reiki. So you go to this reiki level one training yeah.
0: and talk a little bit about your experience with that. I honestly didn't know what it was. And I, I, I had no clue. I was like, oh, they asked. And I was like, oh, is it like opening your chakras? And they're like, you know, the reiki that you go to and yeah, you'll do is a sui reiki. And it's it's not about. They probably won't talk about chakras at all, however, energy healing reiki um you know e f t so many different things all work on the same thing, which is just like clearing yourself out of you know negative energy or I don't even say negative because I try and be so positive about everything, just clear yourself out of stuff that's stu- stuff that's stuck in you or opening you up to different gifts on um, different energies and so i they were like, no, not really, and um but it but kind of is and uh, so it's, you know, using your hands in order to, um, and first it's heal yourself. So the whole point of, I had Reiki one, two, and three, um, with three, three, you end as a Reiki master and you can continue to do Reiki on other people. But Reiki one is about healing yourself. So it's just Reiki on yourself, you know, a little, you can practice on other people, but it's mostly about healing yourself first. And so you've got to be, and so it took, that was, uh, Three months, you know. I did three months. I did three months in two, and I did six months in um, three. Uh, so it took me a year and a half over all the time. Um, in between, I learned tarot. So that's kind of what we're talking about in this podcast. Is that's my, you know, spiritual toolboxes, Is those things. There's other stuff too. I have yoga, and I have a bunch of. But those are my main, you know, tools that I started using a year and a half after my uh, spiritual awakening.
2: And with tarot, did had you always been attracted to it? Did you own a deck before your spiritual awakening, or did you get one after?
0: I only owned angel cards. I had gone to tons of like mediums and tarot readers and psychics and palm readers my whole entire life. Um, palm it was always scary because I could always see some sort of curse that I had on me. And my dad and I have like very similar palms. And he and he and he had you know he had a. Italian lady, old Italian lady read and, you know, say that he had the maloics on him and he also had, you know, you know, a curse too. So um, that always kind of scared me, which also it's just the information that's put inside your head is how sometimes you live your life. And so I lived my life thinking I was cursed for a long time. I also lived my life thinking I was going to have a lot of pain because of Tower readings as I was younger. So as much as I liked them, they also were like scary to me, you know, for a point. Yeah, no, I can. I totally get that. You know, we're all
2: looking for certainty and there is no certainty. (laughs) And when you go to, when you get a tarot reading, that's a lot of what people are looking for is please tell me a timeline so that I can feel more secure in my life and, you know, and what is, what I'm doing, right. Am I going to meet the right person? Am I going to have, you know, how many children am I going to have? Like all these things, um, you know, and I think one of, one thing that I'm embracing more is the beauty in life's great mystery. Yeah. And it, it, and you know, there, that it's good to have mystery. It's sort of like, you know, when somebody is climbing the ladder of success and they get to the very top in terms of their wealth and their accolades, and they're now, you know, the CEO of a, of a company and they are the most miserable they've ever been because it's like, okay, I've arrived. Yeah. Right. But you have, but there is no, you're, there is no arriving. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of people when uh, tarot is, I think it, it is truly wonderful because at least for me and my own experience, it it does help with clarity, but it also is thought provoking
0: and allows your subconscious mind to come forth. Yes. So you're not really, you're, you're reading the person, but you're actually reading what, what, you know, the person's soul wants to tell them. And so as there's so much uncertainty, it gives you a little more certainty. It's funny that you bring up that story. I will never forget a story from my friend Wes and he, told me one day, you know, about life in two, probably 2015 when I was in my my darkest moment. And he said to himself, all he ever wanted was a black Range Rover. It's all he ever wanted his whole entire life. And he worked really hard and he finally got it. And he said he felt no difference and he cried. He sat in it and he sat in his driveway and he cried because he said, I thought I would make it. I thought this would make me happy. And it made no difference in my life. It made, I was still miserable. Um,
1: I had a I had a similar thing with the 2008 Phillies. I was like, the only thing I wanted in my life was for the Phillies (laughs) to win a World Series. And then they won the World Series. And in the next day, I still had to wake up and go to work. Yeah. What did you think would happen when they won the World Series? It was I don't know.
2: Well, I think we all want something to look forward to. And it's like actually the act of the looking forward to is the part that feels good. I, you know, like the um, anticipation is the part that, that gives you the, like, I don't know, the, the dopamine, (laughs) you know, like there's going to be reward. There's going to be a reward. It's like that. It's like the carrot, just you're chasing the carrot being daggled in front of you. It's, you know, a lot of people talk about that when they, you know, prepare for their wedding and then the wedding comes and out you know they're massively depressed afterwards because it was the process of, of the prepping and the living into the fantasy. But when you're actually, when it's all said and done, so, um, I mean, I always have things like I pl- I purposely plan things to look forward to because I, I like I do like that energy. It's a driving energy well, for it, me, whether it, it you know, it's a
0: it's how it, can, it can be healthy if you if you understand it. Presence is where you need to be. But if you if you're very healthy about your planning, again, I always say most of life is boring. You know, sorry to inform everyone, but most of life is boring. So giving yourself, you know, a a kind of a repetition or like kind of some sort of things to look forward to if you do it healthy. But a lot of times people do the highs. I want this high. I want this high. I want this high. But if you know yourself and planning is planning is great and, and know and understanding that. So, again, you can find a healthy way to do it and also remain present. Oh yeah. I just have to have a trip to look forward to.
2: I think you're like this too. Like you like to travel. So it's that change. It's that change of scenery that you can look forward to. Ooh, I'm going to go somewhere in then in a couple of months, you know, and it doesn't have to be like across the country, but even for us, we were, you know, we were going three hours away to upstate New York and it was just, you know, just something to look forward to. And because yes, life is mundane and things are, things can be boring. Um, and that is a, that's a big part of it. And I'm not someone who is just like, like free balling it all day long with what I'm doing, which I do know some people like that. God bless their soul where they're just, um, they're, what's the word I'm looking for? like a wanderer or, you know, that was like, like
1: ping-ponging, like a, not a like vagabond, but
2: I have had friends like that where they don't really commit to anything and they're always traveling and like they don't live off on a lot of money. They're not any, ha- any happier usually than somebody who has a mundane, boring life, which is interesting too, you know? Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> cause again, I think we're, we're a lot, you know, a lot of us, it comes from, it comes from inside Hmm. It doesn't come from outside yourself. It comes from inside yourself, Um, which is interesting. You say that in Reiki one, it's all about healing yourself and
0: looking into yourself. Yeah. My first year was heal yourself, heal the world. So it was like, you better start. And again, the healing never stops. It never ends. Um, But at least at least it's a start. You know, it's like you can't. I can never teach on anything I haven't been through. I just can't. I just don't work that way.
2: So for those listening out there, I'm, I was just thinking, what if somebody is thinking to themselves, what do I have to heal? You know, this all sounds very interesting to me in terms of looking inside myself and there's more answers within in myself, but I'm not really quite sure. Like, what am I healing here? What would you say to that?
0: I would say look for areas in your life that have constant lessons, whether it's work related, romantic related, family related, um, self related, financially related. Look for areas and then find the common thread between those two. And that probably is an area in your life that you need healing. Interesting.
2: And I've been thinking about this a lot lately in terms of how you do one thing is often how you do a lot of things Yes, and your approach to things. And I know that I have this level of healing that, that I need to do, which is that I go too fast and I want, I'm, I'm such an, like, I need instant gratification mm-hmm. so much that it's to my detriment. Like it's, it's so uh, like, I want, like I'll, I won't brush my teeth or I won't take care of myself. There are like these things that are like, rudimentary that may be easy for other people to do and I neglect myself in certain ways and it's almost like I do it as a punishing kind of uh like a
0: rebellion kind of thing yeah yeah I have I, you and I've talked about this we have very similar self-care issues in the way of you know ignoring some of them uh you know to to just get do things faster or or you know cut cut corners in some way and and we've talked about this before and i i agree with that as well
2: yeah, that's one that I'm really looking at myself. And that's like, when you look at something like that in yourself that you're really not proud of, that's like a shadow. That is a shadow yeah. side of yourself where you're like, wait, why? I didn't take a shower today. You know, yeah. like that's, you know, here I'm sitting next to my, you know, such a clean man, He you know, who likes to shower like three times a day. And, you know, and he knows when I'm lying to him sometimes when I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I showered. And he's like, yeah, OK. Yeah,
1: I know your schedule. <laughs> yeah.
2: She's like, you didn't have time to do that. Why don't you do it right now? I'm like, I just got to lay here. Because again, I think when you give so much of your energy to other people, and I have seen this with empaths and, um, you know, and psychics that sometimes they neglect their own self-care because their energy is there's so much energy coming in and that they're putting out that, that them as a actual, like their physical vessel, they sometimes uh, don't take care of it as well. Um, Or, you know, a lot of issue, we talked about this with food for people who are very highly sensitive people. They tend to overeat because (laughs) it's a way of, you know, self care in an interesting way, because it's like you're nourishing yourself and, uh, Food is grounding, right? Yes,
0: it's exactly. So I might reiki a bunch of people on a weekend because a lot of my, you know, in-person hours are on the weekend and I'll, you know, I will not plan anything to do those nights. I will come home and take a bath, but I'll also eat like a hoagie, you know? And like, (laughs) I try to eat not hoagies, you know, but like, (laughs) but again, it's one of those things where it's the most, it will, it will put me on the couch and, but that's what I need at the moment, you know? And so there's a, there's a, but it, but it's not healthy for me, you know? So for me, one of the things that I've been doing for, been doing as, as soon as I had my spiritual awakening was I got myself into a tea ritual. So I make myself mm. tea as many nights as possible, but I know the nights that I make myself tea that I'm, I I'm closing a chapter of the day and it's, it's psychosomatic, but it's, you know, the days there's times where I'm like, I can't make a cup of tea and I know I'm neg- neglecting myself.
2: Yeah. I think those rituals are really important for people. Um, And do you have any other rituals that you adopted with, you know, with yourself and your own spiritual practice
0: to kind of, you know ground yourself aside from the tea tea um you know a, at least once or twice a week a salt bath so you know epsom salts lavender um baking soda so at least twice a week just to clear out energy you know and and ground that um meditation every day daily even if it's five minutes i will get it i'll have it um, a lot of times i can meditate in the shower i can i can do walking meditations too they work out for me and also exercise i love i love walking and i love pilates and i love yoga um um, you know, so a mix of, of, of that do you
2: have any favorite, a favorite meditation or is there a go-to for you? Is it, is it a visualization? Is it breath work? Um, there's so many out there. Is there any that just come to your mind as like, Oh, that one makes me feel warm and fuzzy. I like that meditation. So
0: stillness and mindfulness is one of the ones that I go to. Obviously it's, it's easy to do you your stillness for yourself, not itching that itch, you know, not, mm. not, not following the thought train, um, and really being in the moment feeling. Um, and then also I use YouTube meditations where I'm just like, whatever I'm feeling. So like meditation for, um, or like guided or non-guided meditation for, uh, you know, anxiety, uh, you know, uh, releasing and then, or some things where there's some sort of like, um, you know, uh, sounds that are for different levels. So, you know, if I'm doing something and I need peace, I'll listen to a certain type of, you know, Hertz is what they have. Like I forget, each Hertz has like a different energy that it puts out. So, you know, the higher it is and the, and the, the lower it is or something like that. Like, you know, releases stuff and, you know, grounds or whatever. So
2: what I love about what you're saying is you know, especially for like, for someone like myself or someone who's new into figuring out what their own toolbox is, is there, there are so many routes that you can go in terms of even just picking a meditation. For example, you could do like a 21 day Deepak Chopra, uh, challenge. You can do, uh, you know, uh, Joe Dispenza, you can do a Pima Chodron. Like there's, there's a million, Tara Brock, there's a million teachers out there. Um, the fact that you're like, I just go to YouTube, I love that because, yeah, just pick one, just do it. And I think the, the, the choice is what deters people a lot of times from actually just doing the thing. It's like when I go to a massive department store and it's like, I'm so fucking overwhelmed. I'd much rather be in a small boutique where I only have like, you know, 15 shirts to choose from. I'm like, all right, I like that shirt, you
0: know? (laughs) Yeah. And the thing for people is people are looking for someone to save them and a guru and it doesn't exist. It just, uh, and we're out of the guru culture. There was a guru culture for probably the past 50 years. We're out of it. We're done. You can, like you said, you can do Tara Brock or you can do Joe Dispenza. You could, you know, even though there's a lot of flack on him, you could do a little Tony Robbins because some, some of the stuff that he does does work for you. Or you yeah. can do yoga and you can sit in Shavasana for an hour. You're in control of what you need and knowing what you need is the real, you know, is the real gift in all of this.
2: Yeah. Maybe like, I'm just thinking to myself, experiment with, do a different one every day, you know, yeah. for a little while and just see like, oh, like I fuck with that one. That one, that one felt really good. That one, I'll do that one again. It's sort of like when I tell people with choosing their exercise, I'm like, you like, if you want to do yoga, amazing. That feel good in your body. Oh, Pilates, go try that. Oh, you like more like hit intense, like unite style workouts or you like to run and whatever it may be, you know, you're moving your body and the same workout is not the best workout for each person. That's what makes the world go round is all these different types and, you know, and they we're all unique and different things in different parts of your life too, because we're always changing as we get older, you, or, you know, if you change a career or you change your, um, you know, location, you may need
0: something else. We cycle for those. It's natural mm-hmm. to cycle. It's very natural to cycle. And think of even just a woman overall. A woman has a cycle every 28 days. It, the moon has a cycle. It's natural to cycle. And when people don't cycle, that's where the pent energy gets up.
2: Yeah, I think people people don't realize that that that's in their nature and so they fight that and then when they uh, when it's happening and when they're cycling they're so attached to the past yeah. and what they want what they were before oh but like you know I, when i was 20 pounds lighter i'm like that was in college you're yeah. now 45 you know and it's um but we but you know as human beings we do we hold on to things um and we 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 don't allow that process to flow freely with with the cycling. That's really interesting that you talk about that. Yeah. Um, Okay. More questions for you. We could go on and on. Just just a few more. Okay. All right. Um. Advice for people seeking more enlightenment. This is a really huge question.
0: (laughs) Uh, You know, I think starting off with some sort of uh, mindfulness um, practice is I think that honestly, I I started mindfulness stuff. uh, Way before my spiritual awakening, although I didn't know it. I was always a little woo-woo, you know, in different areas of my life. But um, mindfulness is most important. Um, and, and meditation, it's the only thing that stops your 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 brain from going and kind of gives a little reprieve so that you can open up to what's actually going on in your. So I think that starting with a practice of meditation or mindfulness is probably always the easiest. Uh, yoga, too. Yoga, you know, and, and I know people, I don't hate yoga. I can't do yoga. That's the whole point. Hate it while you're doing it and ask yourself why mm. you hate it. You know, I was
1: literally just about to ask you, what, what about those people that, that hate to meditate or hate to do the yoga? Cause it's like too much.
0: I mean, that's the root of your issue. Oh, I can't sit still. I was talking to a guy recently and he was just like, I can't do, I can't sit still. And I'm like, there's, there's, there's your, there's your problem. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's the issue. Um, if you, if you hate, you know, yoga because you don't like the way that your body looks and you're embarrassed in front of other people, then there's a start of an issue too. You know, body acceptance, love yourself, no matter what you look like. Um, if you can't do yoga because you can't sit still, or if you think, you know, you're, it's boring. Okay. Then why are you always looking for a high, you know, yoga Mm. and meditation Mm. for me are two of the ones that I find are the best way finding books too. You know, um, books are great too you know even starting with like a eckhart Tolle book like you know kind of like an all encompassing um inspirational book or spiritual awakening book is usually a good place to start too you
2: recommended two books for me one of which i've read um which is called the untethered soul which uh-huh. is an incredible book yes um And then the other one you recommended, which I've yet to find, I just got to order it on Amazon, but I, I love going to a bookstore and actually being like, Hey, do you have this book? (laughs) And I, and I, I went to like Barnes and Noble. I went to like, um garland of letters and it's and I, they have they don't have it but it's called you it's earth school 101 that's yeah. the other book that you had suggested to me
0: yeah and that one's really simple um gives you kind of it gives his take on what he thinks things are and it's very similar to what i believe before i even read his book and just like we're here to learn lessons and there's angels and there's a god and like just really things that help you push through that you're 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 wanted here on earth and you have a purpose and you are love i think that's
2: right there is really what it comes down to, right? Is mm-hmm. this primal urge to feel like you are wanted and have a purpose. Yeah. I was just talking about this earlier and we have to really like take a look at ourselves and what we're chasing And, and then go beyond that, you know, a really great thing to do is ask yourself why, but keep asking yourself why. So it's like, why, you know, I do this with a lot of clients who want to lose, you know, five or 10 pounds. And it's like, okay, you know, and it's not for a medical reason, really. It's just, you know, for more aesthetics and it's okay, why do you want to lose 10 pounds? And they're like, you know, to feel better about myself. And it's like, well, why do you want to feel better about yourself? And you just keep going down and keep asking, okay. So, and then eventually it always the root when you really like peel back all the layers, it's like, because I want to feel loved and I want to feel like I have the right to be on this earth because there, again, there's that, that's, there's the whole mystery and the question of, well,
0: what am I doing here? Why am I here? to you know and the thing is people don't think that they're allowed to take up space and that's the thing you are allowed to take up space on this earth you know
2: yeah no matter what circumstances you have no matter what body shape you have exactly. you know no, no matter what your face looks like and i really hope we're kind of like you know coming into an era where that and i do believe we are because there are more light workers now like yourself that are just you know, sharing their gifts with people. And, you know, I hope that even this podcast can help people just kind of do that for themselves and, you know, read a book, take a yoga class, whatever it is for you that just allows you to get in
0: touch with yourself on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You are allowed to take, you deserve to take up space on this earth, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of people don't feel that way.
1: That's massive.
0: Yeah. And when, and when you learn that when you learn that you're you know you're you're allowed to have as much space as you want, and and so are other people, um you see yourself and other people and you you know you're a kinder, more loving individual too, yeah, for sure, you have more compassion all around, mm-hmm.
2: man, if only everybody was like that. <laughs> All right. Well, this is definitely not the first time we're going to have Reagan on the
1: show. Or the last.
2: Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, well, we're going to link to sh- in the show notes to some of the book recommendations and uh, kind of where to start. And if she has any others, she can let me know. And then uh, where can people find you if they you know, tell <laughs> tell
0: tell the people what you do, you know, what services you offer and where they can find you. So you can find me on Instagram at Reagan Maria, R-E-G-A-N-M-A-R-I-A. You can find me on my website at www.reagantilton.com. Um, you can find me on Facebook under Reagan Tilton as well. Um, I'm easy to connect to and I'm very casual. So
2: DM and she has the funniest gifts all day on Instagram. Your yeah. Instagram stories crack me up.
0: I'm still a human, you know what I mean? Like I think that's the <laughs> one thing <that gets> about <laughs> me is like I, I I lost my funny for a little bit. Um, I used to be a meme account before I was a spiritual account. So I, the fat Jewish used to follow me. I used to be really funny, and then really? yeah, and then he unfollowed me and he said I, I wasn't funny anymore because I was spiritual. Oh man, <laughs> I know <laughs> that was well, co- Now it can be both. Yeah. That was part of my spiritual journey is the fact Jewish unfollowed me because I was going through uh, the dark night of my soul. Um, (laughs) I know crazy. Um, But I do Reiki and Tarot. Um, I also do like workshops here and there. I do distance Reiki. um, And uh, so I, you know, I do a few things. I'm always, I'm always, you know, um, trying to add to my toolbox. I don't teach yoga, but you know, I've taken yoga teacher training. So, you know, but I'm always looking for things. Um, to help or teach or go through with people,
2: amazing. And I knew I'd forget this, but I didn't forget it because I'm shuffling my cards right now.
1: It's time to pick our and cards.
2: We are gonna, each gonna pick a tarot card. And guys, if you have not had a reading by Reagan, please schedule a reading. Her Facetime readings are amazing, so insightful. Um, your knowledge of the cards and you know and what they what they represent just incredible I am trying to learn as I go and it's a lot it's a lot
0: you're, so. you're doing great though because you're 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 the way that you learn is by doing you know and I've, I've probably done over a thousand readings in my life and over the past probably four and a half years five years and um, you know I read for myself uh but you just got to keep learning and learning and learning
2: I love it. You can hear the shuffling in the background, guys. I know. She's, you know, I want to become one of those master shufflers. Yeah. Mackie is judging my shuffle right now. (laughs) Julia's going to
1: get a job at a casino after (laughs)
2: this. If I could do that well enough to get a job at the casino, then I know I'm doing a great job. Mackie, you can take the last shuffle since you're good at shuffling. And then, all right, we'll have Reagan can go first. What? What's the card?
0: What did I, oh, I pulled the tower reverse, um, which is great because the tower is the tower is um, probably one of the three worst cards that you can get. Um, and I, I don't say this. I love all the, the scary dark cards, but the tower would be one of the three scary cards. And uh-huh. um, it's it means upheaval. It means disaster. It means um, it could mean, you know, tragedy in a life, but it's reverse. And, you know, for me, the reverse of, of the tower is rebuilding you know, um, or it also could mean what kind of disaster are you trying to like avert yourself from there's something coming and you're trying to block yourself from it. So it's either like letting yourself go through the turmoil, um, or, you know, and I, and I know for myself, um, you know, I'm, I, I would like to leave my regular job to either do this full time or find something else. So I I know I'm, I'm trying to avoid the inevitable, which is, you know, a, a career that I've had for almost 13 years that I'm, I'm, I'm running, it's running its course on.
2: That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So I'm, I, I couldn't, I was almost laughing when I picked my card because, so I did one of my first readings I ever gave myself was a three card reading and it was, who am I, who do I, uh, who am I, who do I think I am and, or who am I, who do people think I am and who do I want to be? Love. Yeah. And the card that I picked as who am I is the moon. And Reagan, when I tell you that I get this card, like I'm always like, "Who's this reading about?" And I pull the moon card. It's like me, you know. So I it just, comes up all the time. I just it's, pull the moon it's card.
0: Incredible. <laughs> well, I honestly think Juliet, I feel like you are like you do cycle. You do represent so much of like a moon goddess. You have such goddess energy. You have you're the high priestess. You that is that is your. I emulate more of like the empress because I'm more like that that mom kind of energy. You are very much the high priest. You are not afraid of um, the dark at all
2: yeah i i it really fascinates me yeah like that like the moon, the shadow, the I'm like, you know, in this picture, it's like these it's almost it's two dogs howling at mm-hmm. the moon. Mm-hmm. um yeah, it's a this is one of them I almost it's funny because the, the the picture of um the moon card was going to be the artwork for this podcast, wow, yeah. So it's funny that this card came up because this was going to be the artwork. Maybe we will change it. Maybe eventually to this. We
1: can change it every episode. It's
2: fine. (laughs) All right, Mackie,
1: what is your card? (laughs) All right. So I pulled the Ace of Swords. Upright. Upright.
0: Awesome. So breakthrough. Well, clarity, you know, and especially with everything that you guys are doing, it makes complete sense for you. It's the beginning. It is the beginning of the moon. (laughs) We should have called it the moon podcast. Yeah, you, you know, it's you awesome. have, yeah, it's the breakthrough. And then, you know, Juliet can tell you what go, what happens in the swords, you know, the trajectory of that, you know, there's some bumps in the road, but it's all about, you know, opening up and 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 going through, you know, something that, uh, you know, brings you to your enlightenment.
2: Yeah. And when are there not bumps in the road, right? That's the whole thing. Like expect it to be a bumpy ride people.
0: Yeah. But uh, to, honestly, it's a fun, fun ride. Yeah. Mackie for you, uh, uh, to be honest, I'm reading more into this. You're going to, this is going to be a little more, and I'm sure you've had this over your life, but a little more ego dissolution for you. So like, mm. you know, some ego checking along the way. And, and, and now that, you know, you know, you can look out for that. Is this me or is this my ego?
1: Yeah,
2: that's such a good. That's just such a good thing to bring with you on the daily. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is this me or is this my ego? Where you know my motivations and my decisions that I'm making. Am I
0: following my soul or am I following my ego? Yeah, ego. A- ego keeps us alive. You know what I mean. So it's it's a it's good to have some healthy amount of that, but also you know it's always good to question. Mackie, sorry. What were you going to say? I've
1: been, we've been posting sort of like reminders uh, on these little post-it notes all around, like on different windows on different mirrors on, on the desk. So I'm definitely going to use that as a question on one of my, uh, my
0: post-its. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah.
2: All right, Reagan. that was amazing. I love you. And I can't wait to have you back on. I'm really excited for people to connect with you after they listen to the show. Uh, again, we'll post uh, recommendations in the show notes and where you can find Reagan. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody.
0: Yes, thank you for having me, guys. I'm honestly honored, honored as you guys being very, you know, everyone very, you know, everyone knows you guys in Philly and you've helped so many people over the, I don't know how many years, it's been 10 years, right? 10, 11 years. Yeah, um, I'm honored. That you guys are having me. Well, the pleasure
2: is ours. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. I'm facetiming you so your much. ass right now. We'll I've already talk to you this. soon. Bye. All right. <laughs> like, bye.
1: Thank you.